0: Hello, hello, hello everyone. This is Reagan Thompson. How are you today? So happy to have you here with me on this. Well, actually, it's my first podcast. So this is really exciting for me. And I'm feeling really um, all kinds of feelings about this um, exhilaration. I feel excited. I feel curious. I feel ready to help in this way in a greater capacity. Hopefully this can reach a lot of wonderful people that are looking for this assistance that these podcasts offer. And I'm just grateful. I'm really grateful right now. So you know what I'd like to do to start is I'd like us to move into taking some slow and deep breaths. And please, if you are not already seated in your chair, I'd like for you to take a seat in your chair, please. Or if it's not a chair, wherever you may be, take a seat on the ground. Anything is appropriate. Just find your seat, and please, if you will, place your hands over your heart space. And when you're ready, we're gonna move the breath, your breath, in through your nose, out through your mouth, and on the out breath, please make a sound. And on the first breath, I'm gonna count to three, and then on the, on three, please do that first breath, and then I'm gonna do two more after that. I'm gonna count to three on each breath, starting with our first breath. One, two, and three. One, two, and three. One, two, and three. Just a normal breath now, just moving into a deeper normal breath, a rhythmic breath. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me in that little bit of breath work. So, yes, today is my first podcast, and I'm very excited about the topic. We're going to be talking about today, just exploring the topic around healing being a choice. Healing is a choice in your life. And this is a profound topic because I can tell you in this life I had to choose it for it to happen. You know, it wasn't something that was chosen for me. It's not something could someone could suggest. It had to be me choosing to change my life and to transform my life because that's exactly what healing does. It makes your life better. It makes you feel like a healthier person. And it makes you move into a life that perhaps is one of more of greater manifestation of what you truly desire to have in your life. Uh, The people, the energy, the money, the abundance, the prosperity, all of that's available as we move into a deeper place of healing within ourselves. And I have seen through the healing of myself over the many years I've been doing it, I've been watching myself transform. I've been watching my life change. And I've been watching myself change in a way that sometimes year to year I don't even recognize myself. I feel lighter. I feel brighter. I feel better. Even when when I'm healing something inside myself that's more intense or deep or hard, and uncomfortable and I'm brave and I go into it and I work with it. On the other side, I find myself feeling quite extraordinary once I heal that layer or that chunk of old, really just what it is, is unresolved material from the past. That's what we're really up for healing. So when it comes to healing, what I was saying is you get to choose this or not. This is a choice. You, you can either choose to do that in this life or not. And what I can say is every one of us, regardless if you know this or not, are heading the same direction. We're all meant to be here to do exactly what I'm talking about. We're all meant to become our true divine soul self. And through healing of ourself, this is what's uncovered. We uncover our true self, our light, bright self, our the highest, greatest version of ourself, the one with the greatest potential, the greatest ability to be effective and productive in our life, the one that can be more gentle and easy with themselves and others, um, more peace, more joy, more love. Everything is possible within your greatest version of yourself. And if you're not feeling that right now today, there's a reason for it. Perhaps there has been a lack of healing in your life. Perhaps there's been a lack of seeing yourself as worthy of moving forward in this journey because maybe you feel like you're just—it's not for you, or you can't do it, or it's too hard, or it's, that stuff doesn't work. Well, I'm living proof that through the intense challenge and immense struggle that I had in this life, or at least a couple of times I thought I'd take my life, where I did not. If I came to where I am now and I dealt with what I dealt with, then if you have some struggle in some way in this way, and you too feel like you can't do it, and then if you step in, I can promise you with diligence, perseverance, and moving forward with a healing program or a healing modality you feel connected to, you will heal, you will change, you will transform, your life will become better as it has for mine. So thank you so much for hearing all that. So I'm not sure how many of you are aware of the recent anniversary of the January 9th massive, well, it, what was called mudslides, which now is maybe in debate of being landslide, that was a huge natural disaster, if not um, one of, I think that one of the greatest natural disasters in the history of the Santa Barbara Montecito area. Um It happened yesterday, as I'm recording this podcast, the day after this anniversary, and it's interesting. I was actually driving um, for a couple appointments yesterday in Los Angeles. I wasn't here during the daytime. I drove in from my appointments yesterday around 3 o'clock, and as soon as I drove into the community, I immediately could feel the heaviness of those who were remembering January 9th. This is one of those current events that's happening on our planet right now that, you know, it has shaken us. It has shaken us to awaken us. And I think that the more that we can really start to see some of this volatility that's on the planet, which is, you know, really just natural circumstances that are happening as Mother Earth herself is healing and changing and evolving as we all are, she's showing us, as we're to be shown, showing ourselves that. We're here to do that, that's what we're here to do. She's actually modeling that for us. She's showing us that change is inevitable. In fact, the only constant in life is change. And so we can resist that, we can push against that, and it's up to us, right? Or we can start to respond more to this energy and there's what I call the three R's. We're not only sometimes resi- resisting the energy, we're, we're reacting to the energy. We can run from the energy or we can respond to the energy. And when it comes to the mudslide yesterday or the anniversary of the mudslides, the, the, the landslide, as you will, that was an experience for us all to remember just that. You know, it was, it, I didn't see it just as a time to remember those who lost their lives and, and the destruction that happened. I saw it as a time to go, okay, where's the check in? What's what's the check in with how much you grew last year because of that? You know, what did you take from that? You know, where are you at today based on that experience? And if you're one of those who are like, I didn't really, you know, I didn't learn much from that, it's okay. Just how about taking that inventory right now? You know, what did something like that possibly? do for you on the inside? What growth did that create? And if you weren't a part of it, you know, thinking about any kind of natural disaster possibly that you've ever experienced in your life, maybe a friend or a family member lost a home or you know someone who's lost their lives, you know, maybe just taking a moment and thinking about, you know, what is it that you possibly learned from that experience or what kind of trauma maybe that created that hasn't yet been processed through your system. So I'm a huge advocate of trauma release work and grief work and there's so much um, of that that was needed directly after that experience and thank goodness that that's available for all of us to do. So in relationship to the topic around healing is a choice, I have some really um, wonderful questions for you to start to think about and I hope these will help you really get inspired possibly to move into your own healing journey. So how often do you feel like you do choose healing in your life at this current time? Have you experienced the power of this choice yet in your life? What is that, what is that power? What is that feeling of that power coming into your life? What is that like for you? Do you long for change, but, I feel, but you feel like you are still desiring it? Do you long for change and you feel like you're just still desiring it and it just hasn't happened yet? I know for sure that change is required to reach internal freedom. So if it's not happening, then why? Why is it not happening yet? Do you feel stuck and not sure where to start and what to change first? Because that definitely can be an issue, right? Just trying to figure out where do I start, how do I start, I get that. And I want you to know on the planet today, there's so many options. There's so much availability for getting the help that you need, which is so awesome. That's what's happening now. And do you feel like sometimes your healing is disjuncted and sometimes you're on it and sometimes you're not on it? And therefore, you maybe stop sometimes. You feel like, oh no, I've fallen off. And now I can't get, get going again. I, I know that well. It's called a spiritual rut. And it, what it means is you maybe just haven't reached that threshold yet where it's consistent and it's part of your daily lifestyle as a lifestyle. And the sooner that we can turn it into a lifestyle, it's just a part of who we are, it's when you can really see some rapid change. I definitely have seen that in my own life. And, it, and I know, I can almost remember the moment I went, you know what? I'm resolved. This is a part of who I am. This is my lifestyle. This is what I choose. And it's very, very cool when that happens. And also, I'd like to ask you the question, do you sometimes feel stifled by the fact that there's so many choices around healing? There's so many different options. And you just don't know who you can connect with. And you don't know who can truly help you because maybe you've even heard that some people out there are not really out there with Um, true uh, skill that is backed by true life experience and healing of their own lives. I'm sure you've heard about those psychologists or therapists or teachers that out there, they're teaching, they're healing, and they're helping, and they themselves have not done their own inner work. So if that is a concern of yours or a fear of yours, it's legitimate. I understand that. And I'm here to tell you that... The teacher that you do find or the healer that you do find or whatever program you do find, it is very important to find out, you know, what have they done with their own life? Where are they at with their own life and what healing have they done with themselves before they begin to help others? It's very important. I completely understand that. So wherever you're at in your healing process, whatever is going on with you internally, Whatever you're dealing with, whatever heaviness you might feel, maybe you have some just general just I feel really uncomfortable, I don't know who I am, I just, whatever that stuff is, I just want you to know no matter what, you already are good enough. You already are worthy. You already are a divine expression of God. There's nothing truly that you even need to do to become it. You already are. And it's true that we so often feel like we're we're trying and we're seeking and we're pushing and we're trying to become something so that we can finally feel like we are this expression of God, like God is himself or herself or however you want to state what God is to you and that perfect power within you and without you that God is even a judge of you and this is not true completely inaccurate and the sooner that we can just be more light, more gentle with ourselves, and also bring in a sense of um What's the word I'm looking for? Um, yeah, joy. Um, ease with our experience of healing versus the seriousness. It's got to be hard. You know, sometimes, yes, it could be heavy. Um, but there is a simplicity in what I'm talking about. And... It is the ego that is within us that wants us to think it's hard, it's challenging, you haven't arrived yet, you aren't this expression until you've you know, have achieved something, you've proven yourself, you've earned something, you've earned just enough. So we're constantly trying to get somewhere. We're trying to get somewhere to become um, a child of God. <laughs> Finally, I have earned God's approval. And really deep down within us is everything, everything that we seek Everything we desire is already within. All the love, the joy, the beauty, the bliss, the faith, the compassion, the gratitude, the abundance, the prosperity. We are everything already. We are limitless. Limitless. The only lock, the only limitation to ourself is ourself. Because if it is true that we are a divine expression of God, then how could there be anything else that is the truth? And yes, it is a journey to fully resolve what's within that's blocking you from remembering this, from remembering the truth of who you are. It's, it is a journey. And what a worthy journey. Is there a better journey than that one? I mean, I, I don't know of another journey that's better than that journey. If that every day, if that leads to you finally feeling worthy in the light of God, feeling at peace— feeling joy authentically, consistently. It's, that's, that's what it's all about. That's what we're here for. So thank you. My guest today is Bradley Thomason. He is the author of a book called Potentialized, a book that explores human potential and its powerful force seeking expression through us and as us. So if you'd like to pick up Bradley's book, please go to Amazon. You can check it out there and purchase a copy for yourself. It's a wonderful book. So thank you so much, Bradley, for being here. I'm so happy to have you here. You know, it's so fun to have Bradley on this podcast today with me on this interview because we do have um, not a long history together. We have um, a shorter history and a really powerful, beautiful history. He's been helping me so greatly in my own business. And his book, Potentialize, is just It speaks volumes to what he does. It's exactly that. I see Bradley as this bright being that walks into a room with people that he doesn't even know. And he says, "Okay, each one of you has incredible potential and I'm going to help you actualize that. And um, I just think there is such a great need for that on the planet. There's so many other bright beings that have no idea who they are and they have no idea what their skills are, their gifts are. Who they are, and he comes in and just shines forth his light and his brilliance, and sees them and their brilliance, and helps that come forward. And it's it's such a gift to this world. So he is a gift, and I feel gifted having him here today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> too kind,
0: too kind. <laughs> So, Bradley, I want to talk to you. As you know, we're exploring this topic around, you know, why choose to heal and this healing is a choice um, topic. And I want to hear about your journey around healing. I want to hear about, you know, um, clearly, you know, to do what you're doing, you've done some good work with yourself. And so I suppose you have chosen to heal in this life. You want to talk oh, yes. about that a little bit?
1: <laughs> <And> <laughs> it, is, it is it is, a choice, and I think it's an inevitable choice at, mm-hmm. uh, to, to whatever degree. But, yeah, my own personal journey in choosing to heal really came consciously and powerfully at 19 when I just felt I had, I had moved so far from who I was mm-hmm. to try to create who I thought everyone else wanted me to be. Right within the construct of our society and our culture and our belief systems. And so I really did try to mold myself into what I thought everyone else wanted to be to avoid the pain of judgment and things like that. But in doing so, I ultimately ended up abandoning me, the me that you spoke of earlier, which is that authentic child of God, mm-hmm. unique in every way in all the universe mm-hmm. because there's no other Bradley Robert Thompson that I know of, <laughs> at least in this dimension, <laughs> uh, that exists and no other Reagan O'Reilly Thompson. Mm-hmm. So um, we are that new unique. And when we choose away from that, we abandon that. And the pain of that abandonment will ultimately come and demand attention. And so mm-hmm. it did for me. It demanded attention. And I, I like you had this choice point, which was, I can leave. Mm-hmm. And it was very, I considered it very seriously. I mm-hmm. thought, I have the power. Mm-hmm. I have the power to stop this mm-hmm. journey mm-hmm. if I don't like it. And I don't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. But then I, then there's a little voice that came up and said, well, well, okay, so now that we know you have the power, anytime. Um, why don't you think about choosing to heal and seeing how that might go, and where that might go, and what you might uncover in the process, and in healing yourself, in healing myself, um, the journey was as much as important as the destination, mm-hmm. because I the tools I got, you know, I tried books and teachers and everything, right, now, lots of them, like you said, some of them hadn't done their own work, mm-hmm. um, but some had, and I took a little piece from each one. And it helped me back home to myself. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, this topic is very near and dear mm-hmm. uh, to me. So I'm I'm really, really grateful that you invited me here to explore it with you today.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So in reference to what you're saying, you know, it sounds like you're saying at age 19 is when, you know, there was this, basically you kind of hit your highest degree of your pain body. You know, you just went, okay, I I can't take it anymore. So what I'm hearing is that was kind of the the, the crossroads, you know, whether you wanted to be on the planet still or not for, for this lifetime. And so I'm guessing, you know, leading up to that, there was also struggles that you experienced. And so could you just share a little bit about some of the struggles that you were going through that brought you to that place? Yeah, I think. What does that look like? Well, I think
1: any time we abandon ourselves, it's a slow abandonment. Right. Um, And for me, I look back and I see the what what a child would consider as catastrophic events, Mm -hmm. uh, very painful events. Mm -hmm. And so when I come back home to myself, home to me is a seven to eight year old boy Mm -hmm. that has not experienced those catastrophic events yet. Mm -hmm. But then really soon into eight I experienced the catastrophic loss of my father and my brother in a plane crash. Mm-hmm. So as an eight-year-old, I had no ability to process that loss. And no one in the family did so consciously because it just wasn't that—they didn't do that at the time. Mm-hmm. right? People thought the best way to handle it was to just be strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so that changed me. That, that pivoted me away from myself because the, the emotional, psychological confusion and pain— altered me on a very deep level, mm-hmm. and it stayed with me. And so, and it, it was locked in mm-hmm. until I found, at some point it presented itself as the next thing to heal. Mm-hmm. After that, within a year, and I'm, I guess I'm being very transparent, um, I had, uh, uh, I was molested mm-hmm. by um, someone that I trusted very much. Mm-hmm. And so, one year only after my father died, now I'm dealing with, this kind of abuse that no nine-year-old should have to deal with, right? So, And what do I do with that? I'm too young to even process it. I didn't go to anyone, mm-hmm. you know, all, all that stuff. So, so even entering into my more formidable years, I had already experienced two catastrophic events. And so really, I think then it was a cascade from there because I was never coming from my authentic self. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who I was mm-hmm. without those events. But then it was, then I just wanted to avoid pain at some point. So if I wanted to fit in at school, I looked around to see what fit in looked like, and I would mimic that. Yeah. I would dress a certain way. I would act a certain way. If someone teased me for this, I'd stop doing it, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. there was no authenticity left. Mm-hmm. And so you're right. It just was pain compiled upon pain, piled upon pain, which at, for me, uh, crescendoed uh, at 19. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So that's interesting when you're talking about, you know, this whole um, avoidance of pain. You know, that's a huge, you know, I just call it a full-on contagion on the planet. You know, everyone's coming up with their ways to avoid pain. And, you know, I think it's really important to explore, you know, the, how common that is. You know, like, like you're saying, you know, so many of us as adults and young adults, older adults these days, um, didn't have conscious parenting. They didn't have a parent or even a mentor or a teacher that knew how to explore with them their feelings and really hear them and see them. And, you know, so when you're talking about these catastrophic events, I mean, it makes perfect sense that without having someone to talk to and having someone to work with you and help you and love you and see you and hear you, all these beautiful things, which conscious uh, modeling can provide, then you're going to come up with whatever strategy under the sun to deal with your pain. And with that young age, like you're saying, you know, you, you turn to pretty much shutting down your true self, shutting down your authentic self, because it was just too scary to express that. Um, you know, that self was hurt. That self felt very, you know, um, in a lot of pain that was just how do i even share this with the world i don't even know what that looks like you know so okay what can i do to survive so then we move into these pain avoidance strategies. And this is where lies, you know, all the addictions on the planet, all the strategies, you know, addiction to sex, to drugs, to alcohol, to attention. I mean, there's, there's so many addictions now. And these addictions are running rampant on the planet because everyone's trying to push down and avoid feeling the pain of what you're describing, which usually is around this separation from self, mm. you know, exactly. separating from their god, goddess self. Right. Yep. And it's. It's not a woo-woo thing. It is just a real thing. It's exactly what I did to myself, you know, age 15, you know, which led me into, um, you know, I had a competitive tennis career that was, you know, playing, you know, all around the country, one of the best players. And my identity was locked in that as soon as I stopped playing because I knew that wasn't who I was. You know, that end to that with having everyone see me as that and then not having one to really kind of talk to about this new new way of being, which is me being who I truly am and exploring that, um, I had no idea who I was, and I just turned off the lights. You know, I turned off the lights within myself, and then I began to turn to food for my next addiction, you know, like exercising and um, eating disorder. So that was my new way of dealing with my pain, you know, just how can I not feel this lack of really, truthfully, um, myself, like feeling pain. I don't have any modeling how to work with it. So what is what happens to that pain? It gets stored. And that's the that's the message here is that we as um, have the blessing we have the blessing of choosing healing because that pain can be resolved. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it doesn't have to sit inside our field. And, you know, depending on who you are and whatever your story is, as you know, everyone can have a different degree of pain to work with. And it is a process. It does take time. And, you know, it's an incremental process on purpose. Only so much can run through our nervous system at once. And that's on purpose. Right. So, you know, finding a structure, a strategy, a teacher, a program, whatever that may be, where you incrementally get to shift this. You know, because there is also another contagion on the planet called impatience. (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's a huge especially in the West. <laughs> I want it now, <laughs> yesterday.
0: Right? Yeah. And so, you know, tell me a little bit about that journey because I think that the journey around becoming patient with your process of healing is one to explore as well.
1: Yeah. So, absolutely. And I came at this at the very beginning with a very impatient mindset. <laughs> I wanted the next seminar that I did to, to heal me. Uh-huh. I wanted the next book I read to solve mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. I wanted my trips to the jungle <laughs> to to be... The last thing I had to do, and the truth is, it's like peeling an onion. Mm-hmm. There are layers and layers and layers and layers of of wounds and occurrences in our lives and events that, um, in some way, pulled us away from ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so, what I ultimately learned was, well, first of all, be brave enough to choose. To healing Mm -hmm. I mean because if you don't choose healing nothing will change Mm -hmm. the pain that is causing you to avoid Mm -hmm. it will never go away it will only get worse and get stronger and your life will become an exercise in pain management Mm -hmm. whether it's by an addiction or actual pain management or whether it starts to manifest in your body as disease you know it will the pain will continue to push itself to come out and be resolved and the more you resist it the more break there will be a breakdown mm-hmm. in some way or with some system, but I learned to ask for what needed to be released next. Mm-hmm. I I have no idea. I got myself here, so I can't rely on myself to get myself out, right? So um, I had to. It's almost like I think the the in the AA where they say you got to turn it over. Mm-hmm. Once I really trusted that 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 the universe wanted me. To be the me I was born to be, and that it was important for me to rise into that so that humanity, that is the we, can experience my gifts as part of our collective healing. Mm-hmm. Once I really realized that, I, I always said to God and to spirit, I was like, you just show me what needs to be healed next. Mm-hmm. Just show me. Mm-hmm. And I will, when I, when I get it, when the, or, you know, sometimes I used to say, God, goddess nudges you. When, when, when he, she spoke to me, um, there, I always, I recognized a pattern. And the pattern was that first it came as a whisper.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Psst, work on this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if I missed the whisper, then it became a nudge, like in the ribs. And I'd be like, what did that? What? What do you, what do you want from me? Mm-hmm. And then if I didn't get it, I, they would knock me on my butt and say, I'm trying to tell you you need to work on this right here. <laughs> so I committed to hearing the whisper and not the knock mm-hmm. you on your butt. But I continue to get knocked on my butt when necessary because I'm stubborn. But it is it is recognizing that you are in partnership with the creator to push you to healing. Mm-hmm. the The, the – the, the movement, our movement is towards wholeness. Mm-hmm. We are always in a current that is seeking to take us there mm-hmm. to wholeness, which really is just back to our authentic selves. Mm-hmm. That is wholeness. That mm-hmm. is purity. That's perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also got the message, and this relieved me a lot of the why am I failing? Why am I failing? You know, mm-hmm. why like you said earlier, mm-hmm. why am I not doing this faster and I mm-hmm. still feel like I'm a bad person is The universe, she spoke to me and she said, when I was writing the book, she said, Brad, this is an infinite universe. I try to grasp infinity. I mean, no end in either direction into bigness or smallness. Mm -hmm. And she said, wherever you are, whoever you are, however you are, you're perfect. In the grand scheme of everything, I am celebrating every moment you take a breath. Every time you fall down, I clap. It is all joy for me. Mm -hmm. So relieve yourself from this guilt, mm-hmm. from the should I, you should be doing this faster. Commit to it. We're in this together and you are perfect. Mm-hmm. And I love you exactly where you are. And that really relieved a lot for me. Mm-hmm. If there's a message I could ask, tell anyone to get is what you said in the beginning. You are perfect mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And what else do you want for your life? Mm-hmm. And know there is so much more you can be and do in this world and you are Absolutely important mm-hmm. to the grand scheme. I mean, an awakened refuge manager, as someone once told me they, they call themselves, which we tend to call, you know, trash man, um, all the way up to the president of a company or a guru or whoever, we are equally as important on this planet. Mm-hmm. No one person is more so than another mm-hmm. in the eyes of the creator. So I think I went off topic there a little bit, but it is that idea of um, – Recognizing the pain as a catalyst, first of all, and choosing to start to resolve that pain so that you're, A, not doing pain avoidance, but also starting to recognize the milestones of healing, mm-hmm. the relief that mm-hmm. you get when you heal each of these things that's ready and that mm-hmm. comes up for healing. And you start to, like you said at the beginning also, I don't recognize who I am.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who Who is Bradley Robert Thomason today? That wasn't the Bradley Robert Thomason I was. Six months or a year ago, mm-hmm. how miraculous!
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, what an amazing um, share that you just had with that all. Because you know what I was feeling is just deeply inspired by the process that I've been in with the my healing process, just by hearing you. Because you know, um, seeing those times where I really felt like you know I wasn't doing enough with that process. You know, I was I should be further along. You know, and that is such a trap. You know, it's such a trap that so often, you know, from someone who just began the healing process to someone who's been doing it for a long time, they still can get trapped. And again, you know, to dive into where does that trap come from? It's all ego based. And, you know, as far as, you know, the work I love to teach about it is around the ego, because the ego is within every being on the planet mm-hmm. until we transcend it. And, you know, um, basically, anytime we separate from ourselves, we just we've given over our power enough to the ego, the ego is like, okay, good. Thank go to, you. Go to sleep now. That <laughs> yeah. would be great. That's exactly what I needed you to do. Thank you so much. I have won.
1: Yeah, back. get to the back of the bus. I'm driving. Yeah, I'm driving <laughs> now.
0: So And so, you know, what I'm hearing is, too, that once we diminish that enough and we start to really move into this place of inner knowingness more of who we truly are and um, start to celebrate the facets of all of us, our authentic facets, which are not always pleasant, right? Like, that's what I've learned. You know, sometimes um, I was like, oh, the... Who I am is love and it's beauty and it's grace and peace and all this. Okay, great. And then I'm also spicy and silly and I can be dramatic and I can be um, spunky, you know, just colorful. Right? Charismatic. Yeah, absolutely. So of so these things. And I think that that's where it gets confusing on the planet. You know, when I think of when you were talking about the beautiful colors and facets of you that were shut down after the traumas you experienced as a child. You know, I know you now. And to imagine that this that I see and I feel from you, which is all that I just shared, a lot of the lovely adjectives I just used mm-hmm. myself, I see that in you as well. And I see that in many people. And because somehow they aren't any more a child, right, or that's somehow not acceptable or okay, they become what they think they should become. They become what they think that they're supposed to become, what they have to become, what society has modeled them, modeled for them to become. And and therefore, they hear their souls knocking on their door saying, hey, hey, no, you don't, this is not you, you know. And as, as long as we keep doing that, as, as long as we keep moving away from, you know, who we are, even though this person that we might be is maybe supposedly – unlike others or really different than others Mm -hmm. and therefore we start to judge that you know the judgment on the planet and I think you know that's somewhere I want to explore with you because I think another immense contagion on the planet is judgment you know really seeing that um, left right and center we're all judging ourselves and others Mm -hmm. you know and stifling our growth and stifling our forward movement and there is this idea of you know again um, perfectionism is real that, that we can somehow reach this ideal state of perfection. And it, there's just no such thing. It's this imaginary bar that nobody can reach. And so we're always striving for something. We're always trying to get some. We're always feeling so um, not there yet. And so what I hear from you is that there's a point where you just go, no, I'm already here. And I'm ready for more, to know more about me. Yeah. You know, it's like I've already arrived. I'm here. And how can I express from that place? And I love that. You know, it's really powerful. And um, to let us more off the hook, you know, to be more at ease with where we're at right now versus where we're going. Mm-hmm. You know, just to be here right now. And, you know, we talk a lot about presence. We talk a lot about, you know, the now. And it sounds really good. And, it, you know, right? I'm, I'm going to be present today. Well, It's a beautiful thing to say and to to want to know about and educate yourself on. It's a very different thing when you start to actually feel presence and to actually feel like you're here right now. Mm -hmm. And the way to get there, you know, is to let go of what we're talking about, is to let go of these traumas, these challenges, this past unresolved material. Because how can you be in the now if you're being constantly pulled back into the past? Right? Absolutely. Right? And so then someone's being offered this opportunity to move forward and become their greatest potential. And meanwhile, their mind is just flooded with mindless, truly psychological um, past recordings that are keeping them stuck in other places. Yeah. Right. And so I think what we're both talking about is the opportunity to let go of all that. And to declutter the mind and to move into the heart. And that in itself, the practice of living inside the heart, living inside the heart, moving into the heart, leading from the heart. Again, it sounds so, oh, that sounds easy to do. Well, the only way I've learned to get there is we do need to choose to heal.
1: Yeah. It's the only way. It's
0: the only way. And yeah. and honestly, it took me quite some time to even hear those words about living in the heart, residing in the heart, and not just kind of go, that sounds really good. That's not. I don't even know what that means. You know that I was that love. Was that you're talking about love? Okay, I'll try to be loving. I'm really loving today. Yeah. You know. So and then when you're not,
1: you're like I'm failing at being loving today. I know, right? The judgment, judge yourself. So that judgment. There's a few things that you said that I think are really, really important. Um, The first is judgment. Mm-hmm. So I did write a lot about this, and the, and and a lot of my book was discovering things like we're doing right now in the moment of being in relation to them, mm-hmm. observing them. And I a lot of what I, I wrote about in my book came from sitting on my porch at my in my cabin in the woods, and I, I would look out on nature. And one day I looked out on nature, and I had chickens and a dog, and you know, and I, we have frogs everywhere. And I just looked out, and I was like. I don't think nature is judging itself. Mm. I don't think anything else on the planet judges anything else mm. except for humans. Huh? Then I thought well what why is that? What is that? And I thought well that means judgment is a is a creation of human. Mhm.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it is the most – I would argue that it's the most destructive force that humanity has created on the planet because it is the most powerful force to keep people small, to keep them from being who they are, which is going to be different and a little weird and whatever. And now I'm like, yes, I love my weird. <laughs> if you can't handle it, <laughs> there's the door because mm-hmm. I'm not going back into that shell, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. ever. Um, so judgment, yes. I mean, and, and, and as destructive as others judgment of our, of us is our judgment of ourselves, mm-hmm. because a lot of times that's internalized external judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I, the judgment point is definitely something I, I hope that we as humanity can learn to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that you said is, is really looking around and seeing people, um, kind of struggling and judging themselves and, and, You're right. I I was one of those people. I was very judgmental when I was in my teens. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm so happy that I'm not that person. So to anyone listening that thinks I'm just a horrible person because I judge, I'd say welcome to being human, Mm -hmm. you know, and choose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because that's the real amazing thing about how we create as humans in this life, right? It is a thought that leads to words or action that leads to transformation. Mm -hmm. So thoughts... Really don't do anything right they're just thoughts until we grab onto them with our emotions. Mm-hmm. then that puts us into an emotional state that then determines how we're going to speak or act, which determines how we create our lives in the world so really healing for me is really getting getting our hands around the ego and that's the other thing I was uh, I really uh, connected with and and our mind mm-hmm. because oh Lord, I call it um what did I call it? though the ego is a chameleon, mm-hmm. my ego shape-shifted all the time. Mm-hmm. In fact, my ego once put on donned uh, monk robes mm-hmm. and kept showing me how perfect and healed we are. <laughs> yeah. And then it would become a monster. And then I thought, I, I have that ego. The, it's the spiritual ego, which is I'm better than. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at me. Mm-hmm. I've got all the answers. Mm-hmm. I need to give advise all my friends, mm-hmm. and that's the ego, donning the 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 identity of healed human, mm-hmm. but it's not authentic. Mm-hmm. You're not there. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and the ego is a really interesting one. So,
0: I like what you said because that is another um, how would I say um, another trick trap, you know where. We're feeling like you know, supposedly we've already arrived, and we're better than, and you know I've done a lot of you know, I've done a lot of studies, I've done you know I've read a lot of books i'm I'm an author for God's sakes. <laughs> I, yeah. I uh, That's a trap I know <laughs> I know this stuff. I am an expert. and you know, meanwhile, you know you go home and you're not peaceful and yourself with yourself or with others or you're yelling at your. Your dog, or (laughs) Mm -hmm. just yelling your mom on the phone. You're just like, it's like, wow, okay, something's really off kilter here. Okay, well, and the persona that I've created is that when I go out into the world, this is how I look. This is how I act. This is what. And so I I think exploration of that is, you know, why? Why do we feel like we need to do that? Why do we even have something called a spiritualized ego? What is the true strategy of that? And although I've learned is, you know, the ego is constantly trying to keep us safe and small. I kind of see it's its ultimate goal like oh I'm trying to protect you yeah. this is this is I want to keep you safe you know this little I'm trying to
1: protect you from you
0: yeah I don't want <laughs> you to be you actually I'm terrified that if you become you I will die right it's yeah. terrified of its own demise and so so if I can just deconstruct you little does it know that it deconstructs itself mm-hmm. um, although it's not thinking that way um, then I will be free and I'll be okay and you'll I don't want you to become who you are because you could evolve and grow and I'm no longer needed. And in fact, I could, you know, you'll destroy me. So what's so interesting, though, with the choice to heal, you know, what we actually are doing is we get to um, empower ourselves, obviously, and reach a state of ultimately enlightenment. Mm -hmm. So the ego is not destroyed. It's enlightened. So it has no idea that this is, you know, we're like, we're not trying to destroy. I'm trying to enlighten you. You know, so with enough, what I learned with enough education, with enough, you know, work within that we do pass through these certain thresholds. And then there is a point where the ego starts to go, oh, you're not trying to destroy me. Mm-hmm. OK, I've tried like every trick, every trap. I've tried it all. And therefore lies another very important point, which is why it's so important to have consistent healing practice, practice if you yeah. can, because you give the ego an inch, it'll take a mile. You know, so this is not to be um, negative or to share with you all that, you know, better get on it right now. Or, you know, it's, just, it's just it's just a fact. It's just a fact is the way that works. And, and I know that better than anyone, because I used to be more of the healing is a choice sporadically whenever it was convenient, mm-hmm. you know, gal. And when I did that, I'd watch my life, just the ups and downs, the roller coaster. Yeah. And then lies the judgment. You know, because as soon as I fell off for a second, I wasn't consistent. And then I like had you know this incredible week or this incredible couple of days. And then when I didn't, I was like, "What's your problem, Reagan? I mean, you know what you could be doing right now." And again, there lies the success of the ego to get you to be hard on yourself. And and what an incredibly dense, intense mm-hmm. pattern that's on the planet of being hard on oneself. Yeah. You know.
1: I yeah, I got to a point where I was tired of fighting with my ego. Mm-hmm. Uh, And literally I would I would stop and we would have like a conversation Mm -hmm. with my ego because it was it is not who I am. Mm -hmm. It is a it is a it is a construct and a different identity almost that we create as we we, as we as like an entity. But what really disarmed it after a while was I would just play with it. I'd see it trying to trap me, or say something to me, and tell me that it's real, or tell me someone's conspiring against me, or doesn't like me, and I'd be like, "Oh, good, good try there. Nice <laughs> yeah. try, ego. You're, you're, uh, I like that one, but no, you didn't. You're, I'm not buying it." So I did. I struggled, like you were talking about, with the ego. You know, it was, and I, I gave it a lot of power, and, I, and we fought. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, this isn't working you know i mean we're tugging the rope who's going to tug the rope we, you know who's going to win so i said you know why don't i turn this into a game <laughs> where i catch the ego i have fun with the ego i poke the ego i laugh at the ego and it it really didn't like that but then it lightened things up and i also continued to remind the ego i need you we're we are going to evolve together or not at all mm-hmm. and and it would it it like a child it would start to understand that and then it would would relax a little bit and release its grip Mm
0: -hmm. on
1: me and my life. So I think it's important to try to have fun with healing. I guess yeah, is my point.
0: I, I agree with that. There's definitely been times where I've not really been very serious. And then it's funny. I'm such a – I just love comedy. I love humor. I love to laugh. I used to work as a comedic actress years ago. I mean, where did the comedy go in this realm? Right. right? Like, why can there be – so I get it. You know, someone's like, well, it's, it's not funny. I'm, I'm in pain. So I'm not saying that we are, you know – Brushing over your pain or my pain, it's just that on the other side, to I feel like it, it's much more—it's much more effective to find the lightness in all this. Because the truth is, you know, it would only be the ego that wants you to see it as serious and hard and challenging and so depressing. Stop. And you stop, <laughs> and you're like, okay, I can't do any more of this. In fact, now um, I had a teacher once say to me, um, "Take a break without taking a break." Because before he told me that, I was like, "I'm taking a break for a couple days." <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then he goes like, perfect. She's like, because, you know, this week I like, I did a lot of healing work. I did like five solid days. And this weekend I'm just taking a break from consciousness. He goes like, gotcha, you know, and so take a break without taking a break. Meaning also just keep it light and keep it just like as a consistent practice as much as you can. And again, you know, um, just for the audience out there, um, I didn't immediately have this as a consistent practice this took time. And what brought me to that place of making it more consistent is because I did get those breakthroughs. I did start to see my life change. I did start to feel lighter. Yes. You know, I did start to go, okay, wow, like that was intense. I went through that pocket of pain. I went through that, you know, experience, whatever I was working with just now. And wow, like I look around and it's like, everything's brighter. Literally, like the colors and the sunshine and the the people I'm around, my relationships were changing, you know, people that were unserving in my life that were heavy relationships. You know, I was ready to let those go, you know, learning how to let go, let go of what doesn't serve you. That started to become easier, Um, you know. just feeling more at ease in my spirit, being able to rest more, not trying so hard, you know, yeah. getting up without, you know, putting pressure on myself. It was such a place of, you know, so much pressure in this life. So there's some of the, the benefits, you know, of um, really going for it and, and choosing to heal. You know, it yeah. really can. It's a choice
1: you wake up into every day.
0: Every day. It's like and, and, and some days you will and some days you won't. Fact, that first. might
1: be a good thing to wake up to and just say, I choose healing today.
0: It's a great mantra. <laughs> Intention. Write it on mantra. your mirror
1: and lipstick or something. Yeah,
0: I like it. Yeah, yeah. Or put no, it on a
1: post-it for those of you who don't have lipstick.
0: <laughs> I like. It. Well, I mean, most people have lipstick. That's true. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Bradley, for coming today. It was such a pleasure being with you. And I just really enjoyed this so much. Uh, I really felt our energy together was flowing, and it was it was just inspiring. And it's just always such a joy to be with you. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh, my God. You're so welcome. I love mm-hmm. diving into topics like this and just seeing what the synergy of the conversation, um, where it leads us, and what we get to explore. So thank you. Thank you. You're
0: welcome welcome thank you we'd also like to thank our sponsor for this episode the impact hub in santa barbara impact hub is a co-working space for change makers and entrepreneurs to collaborate be inspired and make an impact it's a place where ideas are born startups flourish and new opportunities are found in day-to-day interactions impact hub members enjoy perks such as yoga meditation and massages that keep their minds and bodies happy and healthy right on use the code Reagan10 to get a 10% discount on your first month of flex part-time or full-time membership offer is valid through May of 2019 So, yeah, we have wonderful events coming up. I'm so excited to be sharing about these with you. You know, for the last few years, I have been doing some wonderful workshops and classes and seminars and gatherings as a part of the offerings that I am giving to the community here in the Central Coast as well as beyond. Uh, There are wonderful audios that are available on my website, as well as now podcasts, (laughs) as of today, and I do all kinds of gatherings and events that you can join me in, such as goddess gatherings, as goddess retreats, goddess circles, women's work in that way, women's networking events, as well as manifest your soul partnership, um, you know, events for men and women to really join together and work towards the manifestation of what they desire in their lives, as well as seminars. And we do have a seminar that will be our next event coming up. Our seminar is called The Shift with Dale Holloway. I do promote him greatly because of just the immense healing that I've experienced working with him over the years. And this seminar that's coming up calling, called The Shift is in February. It's on February 21st to the 24th. Highly recommend getting in the room for that. Those seminars are a deep, deep soul dive. And you will leave transformed from that experience. So that's our next event. And after that, we move into some wonderful um, events following up in, in March. So please get to the website. You can go to reaganthompson.com for the website, as well as you can follow Reagan Thompson on social media if you'd like. Thank you so much. So I'm going to move us into a closing prayer for today. So I'd like for us all to do, if you're once again not seated, please take your seat. We're going to start by taking some deep and slow breaths. Just breathing in through your nose, out through your mouth. We're going to do a few of those. A couple more. And once more. Just returning to a normal, deeper rhythmic breath. And I'm going to move us into prayer. Thank you so much for joining me in this prayer. I invite you just to hear every word and let it move through you, through your heart space as much as possible. Just letting it move you and connect more deeply with you. Thank you so much. So I thank you. I thank you. I thank you so much, Mother, Father, God, Goddess, for this beautiful divine day, this beautiful present moment that's happening here in this space and place right now. For I know that I am, as all that are here with me today in this prayer, are divine ex- expressions of God, just as we are, just as we are. There's nothing we have to do to become this. We, as we are, are enough. We are worthy. We are ready. We are who we are, as we are. And that is beautiful and, and powerful. And it is true that everything that we seek, everything that we desire, it is already. Within us, all the love, all the joy, all the beauty, all the bliss, all the faith, compassion, gratitude, abundance, prosperity, clarity. It's all there. It's all within us. It's within our soul. And it's true that we sometimes do forget this. We forget this. We forget this because of some sort of energy that comes in, some sort of voice so I ask you, Mother, Father, God, Goddess, whatever this voice is, whatever egoic distractions or pain avoidance strategies that I might still have within me, that any of us possibly within this, this prayer have within them, please, I ask you to help us remove these, these lower energies, these lower dense energies Letting go of any fears, doubts, worries, insecurities, judgments, limiting energies of any kind, any needy energy, any irrational beliefs, anything at all that is standing in the way of us remembering the truth of who we are, our divine soul self. So that we truly can become a walking embodiment of who we really are in this lifetime, not the next, this one. So I call forward courage, I call forward bravery, I call forward your assistance, your support as we move forward to truly let go and let God. I call it as well the highest and greatest amount of love and compassion to be available for me and for all of us. So that as we move through any kind of removal of any limiting, stuck, unserving energy that let love and compassion these two grand beautiful powerful energies come in to help move out the energy with as much ease and grace as possible thank you so much and thank you so much for listening today this has just been my honor to be with you all today truly um, I just feel very lit up from the inside thank you thank you so much have a wonderful wonderful rest of your day thank you so much blessings